Awesome. How are you doing, Dennis? Good, man. It's uh, it's it's uh, you know, it's been a it's been a long time. How have you been? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good, good. Definitely a lot the past couple of years. I'm in I'm in New York now, just kind of doing a mix of things right now. Um, but yeah, how how's uh, where are you based right now? I'm in uh, I'm in SF right now. So I was actually in New York for the last three months, and then I came back to SF about two weeks ago. Okay, um, nice. You know, I've I've been in the Bay Area for the last eight years, and so New York was kind of just a uh, mm-hmm. you know fun detour uh, post pandemic. Well, I mean. It looks like we're back into it somewhat. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. We're back yeah. in the Bay now and, uh, you know, we're going to look for a lease soon. Um, yeah. Settling down. Nice. Nice. And, um, yeah, I just a quick question. Definitely want to kind of give, uh, like an introduction to you, but, um, are you guys remote or have you been doing a lot of like remote work? Yeah. So we, um, our, our team is fully remote and, uh, mm-hmm. we actually started, um, so, you know, right before the pandemic and, and my co-founder, uh, and myself, uh, Kevin, we actually were living together, uh, basically for, for the first two years. And, you know, the first, uh, the decision was kind of made for us, right? Cause the first employee that yeah. we hired was in June of 2020. And there was no way that we were you know, going to hire someone in person at that point in time. Right. So yeah. since then we've just started scaling our team, uh, remotely. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, Dennis, great, great to have you on here. Um, it definitely a lot to catch up on. Um, you know, it's been a while since, since Stanford, but, um, but yeah, I guess just kind of get started. Um, uh, love for you to give an introduction of, of, you know, what you're working on currently and then just kind of like an overview of how you became an entrepreneur, like that journey and yeah. how you have how led to what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm one of the co-founders of uh, this company called Mem, uh, Mem.ai. Um, and what we're essentially building is the world's first self-organizing workspace. Um, and what we mean by that is, you know, there's all of this information that we actually have uh, that mm-hmm. we capture ourselves um, or latent information, latent knowledge, I like to call it, um, that is just, you know, waiting, uh, waiting to be used. Right. And there's we have such a large digital footprint, both ourselves, our teams um, nowadays. But it seems like, you know, all of that is just trapped in silos and, and unable to actually be utilized. So what we do is we essentially help um, you automatically organize all of this information you just have to get mm-hmm. you know focus on hey I'm, I'm capturing and i'm sharing this information with my team with fellow collaborators uh, but how do we you know essentially remove the the organization step from you and, and most you know i think unfortunately most knowledge workers nowadays are, are spending so much time um essentially being librarians right and when yeah, they should yeah. really be focused on on what they do best which is be creative um so yeah, that's uh, that's what we do. Uh, we we were founded back in 2019, um, and uh, you know we're uh, you know like like I said earlier, fully remote company, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy ride. So um, in terms of like how you know how we got into it in the first place, I think you know first of all, my co-founder and I we we met about eight years ago uh, in our freshman dorm at Stanford, became best that's friends, um, and. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he he pulled me into uh, into computer science. I actually wasn't planning on doing that at all uh, initially, and then uh, you know, kind of fell in love with just being able to build things. Um, the two of us, we went through uh, Lightspeed Summer Fellowship Program, which uh, you know used to be a thing uh, back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our kind of our first stab at like building something. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a real company because uh, it definitely wasn't, but it was, you know, building something. And then we built countless things together just, you know, um, for fun, uh, you know, yeah. things for, um, 
our friends our for our fraternity, you know, uh, random things and, uh, you know, just, just tinkering all the time. And then, uh, after college, uh, we kind of went our separate ways. I went to Google for, for two years. Uh, I went to Yelp for two years, but, um, we always, you know, would jump on this call that we would call uh, dream team. Um, and you know, every other Wednesday, uh, we would just go and, uh, chat about, Hey, you know, when are we doing it? Right. Um, yeah. it was always a matter of when. Um, and so after about two years and this was, you know, uh, we graduated 2017 so in 2019, mm -hmm. uh, that was when, uh, we, we gained conviction on, on this idea, uh, now and decided to go and take the plunge. Nice. No, really, really good overview and a lot, a lot you touched upon. That's like really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I think, you know, one, one thing you highlighted there, I mean, honestly, one thing that I, that it's, it's tricky cause it's not for everybody. And, you know, I've, there's not the right answer, but the fact that you, you guys kept building and, and you I mean, you were, first off, you have a friend, you guys are collaborating, some ideas and just tinkering together. And like, it's all about experience and building, building over time. And the fact that you guys kept, kept that dream team meeting going, um, and <clears throat> had the conviction or just like the, the dedication of one day, we're going to do, try something. Um, when unfortunately, like, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. Like it makes, you know, it's, it's you don't want to rush things, but, I feel like a lot of people, which, which like, you know, is sad, sad to me, you know, uh, a lot of people lose that, that hope and yeah. like, don't venture out and take that risk. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, we both went to Stanford together and, you know, um, I, I feel like it, it goes on like unsaid a little bit that like your twenties should be more experimental than, than, it, than, uh, people make them out to be. And because, you know, when you're older, you can't be taking risks as, as much or like, you know, can't try things as with as much energy or creativity or whatever. Um, so the fact that you guys kept, you guys have a track record doing that. I didn't, I didn't know that fully. So that's, that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you built that, like, that relationship with your good friend on like, we're going to keep building and getting better at it and that we're going to do it. Um, that's, that's huge. So definitely commend you for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, absolutely. I think, uh, it's, it's, it's funny cause there's a lot of things, you know, obviously that are hard about building a company, but I think one yeah. of the things that I've, I've learned just from, you know, uh, seeing a lot of friends and, and, and just, just kind of people go through it is actually for a lot of people, the hardest thing is just getting started. Uh, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, committing to the, the unknown, uh, and, and, you know, all of that. So, I mean, luckily I think for me, that's, that's always been something that's been very exciting and, and, and hasn't, yeah. you know, really been a, an issue Same. there, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my problem is finishing things, not starting things. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I can, I can kind of relate to that. I think I've, I've, I've always enjoyed the, yeah, I've always just enjoyed building things and just like doing something different um, that over time, actually, I think I've gotten better at being uh, more conservative with the ideas to work on, like trying yeah. them out. For, you know, it's like it's easy to just, I drop a hat. Yeah, screw this. I want to just try that. Um, yeah, that was, and, that, you know, that was actually yeah. one of the I would say one of the main lessons we learned from our uh, from our summer at Lightspeed, which was yeah. we kind of jumped into that idea and we, we you know, you know, quite frankly, it was we were doing it for the sake of doing it. And I think it was still yeah. valuable yeah. Um, because yeah. we yeah. ended up learning a lot of lessons on, you know, product. But the most important lesson I think we learned, which is why it took us, you know, two years to ultimately decide, hey, this is what we're going to do is mm -hmm. um, we really have to be extremely passionate about the idea. And yeah. it has yeah. to be an evergreen yeah. mission. Right. So, yeah, um, that's why it feels like what we're working on, you know, today feels so feels so right, because. There's no endpoint. There's no like, oh, once we do yeah, this, yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. done. Um, it's it's uh, people are always going to have this problem, right? People are always going yeah. to want better ways to to organize, move, and find, discover information. 
um, and collaborate. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. a hundred percent. Yeah. And I would, I would add to that. I don't think it's people say, do something you're passionate about. Like I, you know, I've, it's kind of tricky. Cause like, you know, we're the founders of Slack passionate about, you know, message, like, you know, workplace messaging, not necessarily. And like, there's the aspect of fun to build something interesting that has room to grow. But yeah. I think the key, the key there is, is work on something that you're passionate about because you're, you want to be okay putting time into it because things do not happen overnight. And to your point, yeah. you want to work on something that, you know, you're going to be interested in doing for a couple of years. Cause it's very easy to work on something and be like, ah, like lose interest. Like, you know, it's cool, but I'm not, I'm not going to put more hours in because, you know, inevitably you're going to hit multiple roadblocks. And it's like, you know, that's, that's the journey of, of starting a company. Yeah, um, definitely. And, 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 and Dennis, what, what was the, the startup that you guys did for that summer? Yeah. So it was called rhythm IQ. Um, but you know, it was, uh, ambiguous in terms of how, you know, you could actually pronounce it cause you could, you could say it was rhythmic and all of that. So, you know, that was one of the, one of the lessons, which is ambiguity is always bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and, uh, what, what we basically did was, um, it was an anonymous posting and polling platform for enterprise, right? So okay. this is around the time where, um, you know, we were seeing, uh, on campus, there were, you know, there was Yik Yak. I don't know if you remember what's goodly and all of that, yeah, right? yeah. but, yep, yep. um, you know, very interesting kind of like consumer dynamics. And, and obviously there are mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, a lot of consumer, uh, trends always end up making it to the enterprise. And so what we decided to do is, Hey, um, could we actually unlock, uh, some, uh, you know, interesting things by making it so that, you know, we can actually surface the best ideas, right? Cause a lot of times, you know, within an organization, you have, uh, this hierarchy and when it's very clear who, you know, who it is that's saying something that seems to, you know, matter a lot more than, you mm-hmm. know, what they're saying, what the idea is, et cetera. Right. So the, the idea was basically if we could actually remove identity and, and of course, you know, it was, uh, there are, there are a whole host of issues that's, that's associated yeah, with yeah. that, right? But if we could eliminate that, could we actually, you know, create a more meritocratic organization? Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Cool. Yeah. And I know, I know a couple of my friends actually were co-founders of What's Goodly, very familiar with like consumer messaging and all that. Um, I mean, you know, kind of like blind, blind yeah. came out yeah. around that. So I know they're still, but to be honest, I don't really know how well they're doing. I think they raise, but yeah. I feel like when you're, when you're in the consumer, like I've done consumer social so many times, I'm kind yeah. of like over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, but, but I will say, like when you're in college, like you know, what are it's you? It's the only thing you know, right? It's the only thing you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you it's you know, I, I always, you know, people say this all the time. Like, you can't build something they don't really experience in, or you have to be inspired by something that's in front of you. Yeah, and so that's why all the consumer apps happen in, from like college kids or high school kids. And, and also it'd be kind of weird to be a 40 year old doing a consumer social app. Um, but, uh, but, but it's like natural. Like, and I did that. And I mean, it's good to like, that's the time to try it out. Um, but yeah, consumer social is tough, really tough. I mean, especially when there's no revenue. Um, but the cool thing around that is we're starting to see like more consumer social or consumer products that are monetizing earlier, Mm -hmm. which I think is like way more interesting to like make money first. And then go for, and then later down the road, go for engagement. I think like Facebook and all like the, you know, big giants have kind of made it really tough where they're, where they're stealing your attention. So like basically used to be like engagement first and then monetization engagement so hard because of like Facebook and, you know, Snapchat and TikTok. So it's, 
actually better now to be forced to do like monetization first and then figure out engagement later. Um, but, but yeah, so I guess like, uh, what, 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 what other lessons did you guys learn from, from building this product? Yeah, honestly, I think, um, you know, going back to, to your point, right. One of the, one of the key ones was that, um, we, we didn't really understand the problem. I think between the two of mm -hmm. us, you know, we had, uh, I think two inter two internships under our belt, right? So it was you know, six yeah. months total of, of professional <laughs> experience, and, and uh, yeah. we didn't really deeply understand kind of the potential issues. I mean, sometimes that's a good thing, right? Sometimes you know um, you need yeah. you need you know founders who come in with fresh eyes. Who you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. The the reality is, you know, if uh, if if everyone knew what they were getting themselves into, right? Nothing nothing new would, would be, would be done in this world. Right. So, it's true, um, it's true. I, you know, I think some level of naivete is, uh, is definitely helpful, but I think we just didn't really fully understand the problem. Um, mm -hmm. and there are some founders who I think are, 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 uh, excellent at that. You know, I think in, in a lot of B2B settings, you really have to, you know, be okay with not being the user and, and just, uh, yeah. you know, not having, you know, that intuitive understanding. Um, but I think for, for, you know, for someone like me, I think that's, uh, uh, it's really important for me to actually be able to have the problem myself, um, uh, to, to yeah, experience yeah. that. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think that was the, uh, you know, th those are the really main two learnings. And then of course we, we obviously learned a lot of tactical things around, um, around, you know, growth, how to actually see the community. Cause it was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, there was a chicken and egg problem of, Hey, you know, how yeah, do we actually yeah. get the first, you know, how do we solve the empty room problem? Get the first few pieces mm -hmm. of content out, et cetera. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I definitely want to talk <clears throat> uh, about them a lot. I mean, I think, um, you know, from my understanding, you know, I actually was like, um, you know, kind of followed, followed along your guys' journey and obviously been checking out the product. Um, and like as a personal, you know, I feel like you guys are kind of bridging enterprise, like or kind of like this new wave of, there's a lot of things to talk about. AI productivity, AI, AI, which I think, you know, maybe we can start there. Like, yeah. I feel like AI has taken a back seat. I feel like 10 years ago, and you can elaborate more on this, like 10 years ago, AI was everything everyone's talking about. It was the buzzword. Yeah. And then like there was a couple of startups that maybe incorporated, but more in the background. Yeah. And it wasn't really and then, it, and then all those funding rounds kind of went nowhere. I didn't really follow what happened. Yeah. And then now the buzzwords are crypto, creator economy, fintech, international, you know, all the, all those things. And people are forgetting that like AI is like such yeah. a powerful like tool and you can incorporate it into like basic things. And like, you know, from content creation tools to I mean there's so many things you, you can plug it into, but that's obviously be done in the right way. Um, but yeah, I guess like, what are your thoughts on like AI as a trend and like, like where it's at right now? Yeah, I think, I think there's this, um, there's this interesting trend that, that usually happens in technology where, um, there's this hype cycle for, you know, for, for, for something that, that, that happens yeah. inevitably the hype cycle always dies down. And then when that hype mm -hmm. cycle dies down, like, you know, I think a great example is crypto in 2017, right? Between yeah. 2013 and 2017, crypto was just you know uh, on a on a, on a huge ride, and then um, in 2017, the huge crash, um, and most of the interesting mm -hmm. things that actually have been built, you know, and, and, and have, have surfaced in the last you know few years, were actually started and 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 and, and worked on during that time, right? So I think yeah. Uh, the and I think you know uh, a lot of AI is actually following that same trajectory, right? Which is 
Um, there was so much promise in the beginning, and then people realized that we were this in this uncanny valley uh, where yeah. you know things would work ninety five percent of the time, but in order for something to really be useful, right? And I think this is like the fundamental challenge with uh, a lot of AI applications, right? They work in like demo settings, but a lot of the time they mm -hmm. don't actually work, you know, one hundred percent of the time. And sometimes, you know, rules rules based things work better. Um, so people, you know, re couldn't really figure out a way to actually turn it into in, into um, a useful application. And then, you know, a lot yeah. of the hype died down, but that's, I think actually where, where the most exciting time to build is. Right. Um, mm. and I think there's a lot of things that I think is pretty well known now in, in the, um, in the community, but, um, there have just been over the last, you know, I would say even a few months, um, just some incredible advancements in, in the fundamental technology and being able to use it. Right. So like, uh, I don't know if you, how closely you've been following OpenAI, but um, you know they released uh, their their GPT three model last yeah, year yeah, that I think yeah, a lot of yeah. people started talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, silently, they've also uh, just been releasing a lot of really interesting, uh, really really interesting things. You know, it feels like on a weekly or monthly basis, um, and, and uh, they're actually one of our um, our, our main vendors um, for for what we're doing right now. Um, oh, interesting. So it's. Uh, there's, I think the next few years um, is is really all going to be about uh, AI. And I think, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think crypto is, is interesting, especially technologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, they have some issues with with how how the community works and, and all of that, right? But mm -hmm. um, I, I just think the the most exciting things that are actually pushing the world forward. And, and this is what gets me excited, right? Which is... How do we actually, like, I see technology as an enabler for human potential. Um, yeah. And to me, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely a technical optimist. You know, I, I believe that technology is, uh, you know, honestly, the greatest force for, for good in, in the world. If you look throughout the course of human history, like that yeah. is, yeah. Um, you know, that is, uh, it is probably the thing that has actually improved the standard of living the most. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's not yeah. even, not even a debate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think the next two years uh, we're really going to see a lot of the foundational research come into uh, come into fruition, and you know, I I say that partially because I know that uh, yeah. it's one of the things we're doing, right? So, yeah, no, that's that's super cool, and um, like I follow a little bit GPT three, obviously, like I feel like if you're in the startup community, you hear about, it. and there I've seen a, I've seen a lot of cool applications of it that are like you know gimmicky, but like yeah. just demonstrate how you know like from tweet generators to um, you know, creating like kind of like Holy grail. And I worked in advertising and, you know, content and marketing a lot, like being yeah. able just to create content with words. Um, I think it's insane. Um, and, and all that, but, but yeah, I mean, I, so like just to kind of elaborate really quickly on open AI, I know a decent amount about them. I know they're open source obviously, but like, what's, yeah. how do they, how does that, how does it operate? I mean, I, like in, in clear, clearly like they're open source. I mean, they're R and D, but like, why, like, what's that, what's like their background really quick overview and like, why do they, um, yeah, I, I understand open source communities, but like, you know, there is value in, in not sharing things. Yeah. Like so, so they're, they're actually, they're not actually open source. Um, yeah. the, they actually started off as a nonprofit. Um, and you know, they were originally, uh, the original plan I think was, you know, I mean, and this, I think is, is, is still their mission, um, is to basically make, uh, 
the the power of AI accessible to to, to builders, right? It's yeah, uh, yeah. In some ways, you can almost think of them as like what AWS did for you know SaaS companies that they're trying sure, to do yeah. for for AI companies. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of like you know how they work, uh, it, they're basically just an API company, um, you know, like Stripe, where you um, you know uh, they have uh, trained a mega a mega model. Um, you know, on, uh, on, on billions, uh, billions of, of parameters and billions of, you know, yeah. basically the entire web, right? So anything you've read on the web and then a lot of other data sources. Um, and uh, I think that, that, you know, that's the, that's the key uh, innovation, right? So there's um, over the last few years, I think uh, there's, there's this new um, model that has come out called BERT models. So, so BERT transformers, right? Um, and that has, um, is basically the new state of the art in AI. Uh, and what they did is they took that and they just threw way more data into it. Um, and obviously, you know, there's a huge upfront processing cost to that, right? Um, and now what they do is they, they essentially provide that as an API and a, a bunch of different services. Um, so, yeah. How do they move from nonprofit? Because so what they're kind of, what they're like, their core is, is like just scraping the web and getting a ton of training data. Like, is that, and like, obviously they're running models on that, but what, yeah, like how do they how do they go from nonprofit to I assume they're for profit to run that? Yeah, so so um, I actually don't know the exact details around why they went from nonprofit to for profit. Um, I think they just think you know it's probably better suited uh, for yeah. for that model, right? Um, and yeah, I mean you know there's obviously a lot more that goes on behind the scenes, but the, the 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 key thing that makes their model so much better is there's a lot of other companies who are you know trying to provide the service. There's a lot of open source models as well now too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the key difference is just basically what they actually train it on, and then of course I'm sure there's some uh, there's some you know uh, magic sauce behind that as well. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember like literally ten years ago, everyone's like AI will be the new electricity and all that, and yeah. heard that everywhere and then now like i don't hear about ai really anymore yeah which yeah which, but to your point though and actually talking to my brother about this who works in crypto and i have a lot of friends who work in crypto like uh about like this potential crypto winner we're, we're going into again um good it, it's true observation that like you kind of get he was saying like you get the true value companies during the, these times you don't get the fluff and yeah you know all, all the hype like the hype is good to bring smart people to it and then yep. once you know that hype dies down, the people who are actually good at it and enjoy it and like and like sustaining at it, I guess stick 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 through. And then that's when you have like the true the true change. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if you're if you're really in the in, in the weeds and if you're really building, um, yeah, uh, you know, for the right reasons, I I think most people don't even notice, right? It's like you know, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know that meme? It's like oh, first time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, and, and then, you know, um, you know, about what you're saying with, you know, how GPT-3, you know, content creation, all of that, I think what's interesting is those things, and then we, we started looking at it back then as well. Um, those, those are what I would consider to be kind of the interesting demos, but they're not, you know, uh, I think people saw that it was, is very tweet worthy. And so that yeah, they yeah, went, yeah. they went viral and, and all of that. But I think a lot of that actually wasn't that, uh, that, that applicable. Um, and if you really mm -hmm. tried to, you know, uh, there, there's like niche, niche applications where, where that actually, yeah, works. yeah. um, but I think there's a lot of sleeper things that, uh, that they've launched recently. So for example, embeddings, mm -hmm. right. Which essentially allows you to, to take any, 
you know, series of words and convert it into a, a vector, which just represents, you know, the semantic meaning of, you know, mm. of what that sentence or paragraph means. Um, and then being able to actually do crazy things such as, you know, search from that, compare that to other, you know, uh, compare that to other sentences and tell you, Hey, these two sentences are actually very similar and all of that. Interesting. Um, huh? That's, I think, so, you know, that's the stuff that, uh, that, that, that we're using and, and, and leaning into. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I know, no, and I agree. I, I use some of those tweets. They're kind of gimp- like after you run it like four or five times, it, you could essentially just make it random and it's like not right. And also I it, it's great like, for, you know, it's great. I think it's great for generating marketing copy. You know, I, I've, I've definitely used that before. Uh, yeah. Past, right. Copy.ai. I think yeah, I know they're like doing decent and like, you know, once again, going to where the money is right away Yeah, that like, you don't have to spend years to prove it out in the right use case. Um, but even like I've tried to use personally for a couple of things I've been working on AI generators or optimizers for writing articles and blog posts. Yeah. I've, I've actually experimented with a good amount. There's so many of them. And um, those businesses actually do pretty well. I will, as a side note, like these yeah. companies that like make one tool that you, you, you know, SaaS, but like, for a niche group, but like, it's very valuable. They actually yep. can be million dollar companies and people don't, people, you know, they're not as sexy as the billion dollar ones. But um, anyway, but I've used a couple of them, like um, it's like, I forgot the names of them right now, like Jarvis, I think, AI, and you know, they help you create like, like articles from sentences and words and all that. And then it's SEO optimized, but yeah, it, it ends up not being really that good, though. It's still, it's still like uncanny valley. It's still yeah, like it, yeah. you can tell it was it was it, it wasn't done by like a human, right? And and also those um, are those are the obvious ideas, right? So I mean, like whenever sure. whenever you have a new fundamental technology, I think people do try all the obvious ideas first, and then realize yeah. you know the obvious ideas. Um, there's a reason they don't usually work, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But then, uh, but I think there's yeah, there's a lot of hidden uh, hidden potential. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. So, um, so I, I want to talk about mem. So, kind of high level from my percep, from my you know, from from my perspective. Yeah. Um, you guys are trying to create like a almost like a personal assistant in a way. Like I, as as a as a person as a consumer and also as like a I guess a worker. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much content nowadays. Everything is designed to hijack your attention. Notifications are insane. I actually like. I I know there's been note taking apps in the past. I never really leaned into them. I didn't think that they were that great. I mean, even now I sometimes find myself texting myself yep. reminders or little like things and I can download a note taking app, but it's like same as a notes section on my phone. It's just, it's literally the same thing. There's no yeah. better level processing or organization. Yep. Um, it's, it's becoming insane. And so I think like, you know, every single platform is now adding notifications. There's so yep. much information we're getting. Um, it is overwhelming. And last thing I'll say on this before, and I want you to you know yeah. speak to this. Yeah. This is your guys' like mission. Last thing I'll say is like like I've thought about this before. That why don't we we have you know I wear contact lenses. You know, uh, yep. we, people have hearing aids. Um, trying to think better braces, I guess, for your teeth and eating gloves for your hands. Like all the different senses, and we don't really think of cognition as a as a sense, but in a way, it is the ultimate sense, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking. Um, I've always thought that like, especially with like psychology, mental health, as well as productivity and organization, our brains aren't designed to like be taking in this much information that we get today. And why do we augment our other senses, but we're not augmenting our thinking? Like, I, I feel like one day we'll have a chip in our head that like organizes our thoughts. Like, oh, okay, yeah. like, you know, you, be productive now or 
that's a negative thought, you know, for PTSD or for, you know, anxiety, organizing that, like that's our ultimate sense. And we still are kind of like in caveman land of yeah. just crazy thoughts all over the place, not organized. And we're, I feel like that's like the Holy grail. Cause then that kind of brings everything back together. Um, but yeah, so just want yeah, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, you know, first of all, I, I could not agree more about note taking apps. Right. And, and this is why it's, it's, it's always, a, it's always an interesting thing when people, uh, compare us to note taking apps because I, you know, I, I get it. It's, it's a simple thing to, to kind of look at. Um, yeah. and you know, quite frankly, it's, it's a simple concept for, for, for people to understand. Right. So, um, a lot of times, you know, that's like, uh, you know, I, I grimace a little bit whenever people call us a note-taking app, but, uh, the reality is like, you know, a lot of people are, are trying note-taking apps and, and, uh, um, that's, it's a, it's a simple on-ramp. Right. But I think, you know, ultimately, you know, on your point in, you know, in terms of cognition, first of all, um, that is, uh, that's just, I think one of the most important things we can do, um, you know, for, uh, at least personally, you know, my, my personal mission, uh, to, to, to kind of accelerate, um, you know, uh, progress, right. And, in, in, in humanity, I think, um, if you look at how we actually organize information today in our, in our brains, right. And, you know, the way that our, our memory works is just totally yeah. disconnected from how computers actually store it. So for example, computers, right. If you're storing a uh, if you're storing a piece of information in the computer, you're actually just storing them into an arbitrary spot, right? So if you take a memory, you try to store it in, in, a, in a computer, all of it is stored in one place in this you know, arbitrary location. But in our brains, if you take one you know linear memory, what we actually do is we chop it up and we throw it in different areas of our brain. Um, and the you know the the reason is because our brains actually work by association. So you know if you remember. Uh, the way that you, you know, you and I remember things is we think about, oh, what did I do before it? What did I do? What did I do after it? Yeah, Who yeah. was I with? Where was I? Um, what is the thing? Right? Oh, is it mm -hmm. is it uh, this type of link or was it sent to my email? Blah blah blah. All of this stuff, right? Um, and that's you know that is I think one of the biggest unlocks, which is how do we actually build software that works the way that our brain works, so that we can actually. Mm -hmm rather than fighting against the organization systems that we use every single day. And so yeah. a, a lot of times what we'll, what we'll say both internally and externally is we're building a world without folders, right? Mm -hmm. That is, you know, folders, it served us well, uh, but you know, for, for, for a while. And it was uh, basically just this skeuomorphic representation of, of, of files, right? <laughs> I can't remember the last time, I mean, probably when I went to the dentist or something where, you know, you get those file cabinets with like these names yeah, right, yeah. and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's, you know, that's what we implemented when we, when, when we first went into this, you know, uh, when, yeah. when computers were first invented, but that is just totally different from how our brain works. Right. And I think that's fundamentally, you know, one of the most important unique perspectives that we have, which is all of the organization systems, whether it's note-taking apps, whether it's, you know, Dropbox, like, uh, notion anything that you can actually you know uh, yeah. use today is all very focused on hey you know the first question you have to answer before you capture a piece of information is where does this go right but that's not how mm -hmm. our brains work our brains don't go oh i need to remember this thought you know what yeah, yeah, yeah. right it's okay cool i remember this thought because it's related to this and this and this. yeah it's, it's usually trick even for me like randomly like if i if i'm doing multitasking and i was going to work on something I'll usually look at what was the last page I looked at that sparked that idea. If I forgot it, it's usually like a, a trigger or something. Right. Right. And, and, and I think where this becomes really powerful, right. 
is in, you know, we, we're, we're seeing this um, uh, just based on how teams have been using them and all, and all of that. Um, yeah. there, there's a few biotech companies, you know, for example, I think that are, um, that are, that are big users and, um, you know, in, 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 in biotech. So uh, if you think of them as probably one of the best examples of knowledge work out there, right. Where yeah. you're, you know, you're essentially just doing discovery, right. Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and making use of disparate information sources where you have all this latent knowledge that's stored in you know, random people's heads, right? You know, some yeah. people have very yeah. specific knowledge on a certain compound and, you know, you have someone else who's running an experiment and they have to decide between, you know, do mm -hmm. I use this compound or that compound? And today what happens is nothing, right? Today, you know, uh, you have two people in an organization that have perfect complementary knowledge bases, right? Mm -hmm. That just never know about each other because there's yeah. no actually yeah. way to, to, to do that, right? So, a lot of what we facilitate um, is, hey, if person A knows things, right, has captured things, whether it's explicitly or implicitly, right, yeah. that person B would really benefit from, how can we actually unlock that? Because that's where the magic moments really happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I feel like eventually all our brains will be, all our ideas will be online and then, but mm -hmm. not only just online, that would be insane. We have to organize what we have right now currently like we're, you know a fraction of what we do and think about is online even though there's a lot online which demonstrates yeah. how much yeah. there is going on but we but like with this small subset of data we need to be able to organize that well so that we can start adding more and more and more and then connecting things because exactly yeah, I mean, like, literally like the biggest inefficiencies in a company are when someone is working on the same issue or a qu same question reinventing the wheel right yeah, yeah over yeah. and over again it's crazy. And then, and that's within a team. Now think about, you know, team to team within a company, company to company, you know, et cetera. Um, that, that's super cool. Yeah. I guess like, how, uh, how are you, how are you seeing, how, how is the evolution of Membin? Obviously, you know, products evolve and um, what are some cool stories or case studies you guys have on how people are using it? Yeah. I, so it's, uh, it's been, it's, it's definitely been a, a fascinating journey. I think our overall mission has, uh, has changed very little, if at all. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I remember in our, in our first pitch deck, uh, one of the keywords that we, we, we called out is, you know, basically we're building towards collective intelligence and, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, that, that was kind of the defining characteristic. And, you know, if I look back, you know, two and a half years later, it's, we're still working on the exact same overall mission. Of course, how that actually, you know, manifests itself in product is, is, is very different. Right. So, one of yeah. the unique challenges I think for us is the, the first thing that we actually have to do, right, is it's a very high barrier to entry to even just be, you know, considered and competitive in, 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 in what we're doing. Because if, you know, and, and fundamentally what we're building, you know, part of what we're building is a tool that allows people to very easily capture information in the right ways, right? Or in ways that are, that are, that are very simple, that they don't have to, you know, think about um, how to organize that much. But, you know, in order to actually do that, right, there's all of these little things that we have to do. It has to be reliable, right? People have to, yeah. it has to be performant and fast. It has to, you know, do all of those things. So we, we spent, I would say the, probably the latter, sorry, not the latter, the first majority of the first, you know, 18 to, to 24 months, really just building these foundations, right? Yeah. Um, but knowing fully well, and of course, you know, it's in the name, right? Mem.ai, knowing fully well, the, 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 the really, magical thing we're going to unlock is when we actually start bringing in 
you know, the intelligence aspects of the product, right? Interesting. And yeah. that yeah. has been basically the last, you know, I would say six months or so, right? Where we've really started to, 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 to do that. And over the next, uh, you know, few weeks, few months, um, a lot of these investments are going to, um, are going to become very visible in the product. Right. So I think that's, um, yeah, so, so that's, you know, that's how a lot of our, uh, our journey has been, and uh, it's we're, we're entering, you know, I think one of the most exciting, it, it feels like kind of the perfect convergence of right, like where the technology is, is, mm-hmm. is first of all, declining in cost rapidly, you know, a lot of uh, like Moore's law is no longer really a thing, but it is definitely a thing for certain fields, right? So for, for AI, right? Like if you look at, you know, the costs of, of actually running models, training models, all of that, they're, they've been coming down at way faster than, you know, 2x every 18 months. It's, it's been like 10x every year, right? Or, or, right. or, or even more than that. So yeah. um, the convergence of, you know, uh, of, of, a tech, of a technological inflection point alongside, I think, people just, you know, uh, really starting to realize that um, folders are not actually the best way of organizing information. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a lot of things now in the collaboration space, you know, come, uh, like things like Slack, which, you know, has been very successful, but mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, you'll, you'll see anyone who, who, who will say that Slack is actually the, the, the end state, right? It's, it's, it's a temporary like, at best. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Slack is good to a certain point. Then like right. when you hit this, you know, a lot of, a lot of information channels, once they hit a certain point of saturation, they become useless yeah. or like less, like, Discord, you know, at a certain point with so many users, yeah. it becomes insane. So I, I you know, I, I think, I think what, one of the issues with Slack, right? Well, it's interesting. Um, their name is actually an acronym for, I think it's like searchable log of, uh, you know, something knowledge and like chat and knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that, you know, if you ask people, what are they worst at? It's search. Right. But it's, you know, it's, it's literally in the name. And I think the reality yeah. is the, the reason that happened is because in 2013, what was missing from the world was actually just a, uh, you know, a chat app, right. Yeah. For, for yeah. teams. Right. So, I mean, there was hip chat. I don't know if you remember that, but, um, that really, you know, people hated hip chat and, and Slack, I think just came into this market and, and, and just dominated it. And they kind of became a victim of their own success in that way. Right. Because they, you know, they, they realized that they just had to scale that as fast as they could. And they yeah. kind of started to neglect everything else, which I think was probably in the, you know, in the original vision of, hey, how can we actually help people, you know, make use of mm-hmm. the information and search, right? So, but now that foundation has been built, right? You know, uh, the next, you know, a, another company can't just come in and build a better UI on top of Slack, right? It actually, yeah, yeah. It actually allows people to, to, to build something, you know, deeper and fundamentally innovative, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, and, and you had mentioned something, and it's funny because uh, um, a friend, a couple of friends and, you know, different spaces kind of same, or I've heard this trend before that before you add it, you want the foundation for AI and, you know, you want to be able to, to modularize things, but to begin, you have to build kind of a better workflow product mm-hmm. to understand, to fit into the behavior of what you're trying to enhance and yep. then enhance it. Right. It's yep. like, um, so it sounds I've heard this now and like, I feel like it's, it's maybe a, a rule. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Can, you, like, can you touch upon that a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is, you know, AI is, is, is a tool. Uh, it's not the yeah, product, yeah. right? Um, yeah, but yeah. it is, you know, obviously it's an incredibly powerful tool. Um, but the, the way that people engage, I think, you know, the, the best sorts of intelligence experiences 
are those that you actually don't realize, you know, that, that exposes yeah, yeah. as little as possible about how it works in, in, you know, in the background. Right. And it's, it's the, um, I, I think, you know, we, we, ex we have these experiences every single day, right. Uh, with Spotify, like Spotify, just think about how incredible mm -hmm. that, that, that experience is, how it always recommends the most, you know, the, the most relevant music to you, how, you know, if yeah. you, if you, you can go to a song, uh, you can start a radio, right. And you can immediately see, um, yeah. wow, these are all, you know, songs that are actually very similar to this and they always get that right. Right. So, um, and, 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 but no on one thinks Sp of Spotify as an AI company. Right? Yeah. No. And on the, on the Spotify thing, it's like just a side note. Yeah. I like, I do, I go through my like, like songs a lot. And I like just like shuffle between them. Yeah. And I could be wrong here, but I feel like they, they, they apply, they definitely show relevant songs based on what you're skipping i mean they I, do. oh absolutely they use all of I, I, i've noticed this like as a user i'm like okay and i've like noticed this long enough i'm like yeah and, and i don't really think shuffle like i don't really think shuffle is just normal shuffle it's oh, definitely no definitely not no so you know if you if you so if you go on uh, basically shuffle and if you heart a song right that's yeah. going to change the, the 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 rest of your queue if you if, if you skip a song right if you yeah. stop a song early right um i mean i don't know exactly how it works but i'm sure what happens is Depend, yeah, yeah. You know, if you skip it within the first 10 seconds or the first 30 seconds, there's a huge penalty on this, right? On, 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 yeah, on whatever and, they show you. And another, obviously another example is like in consumer world is like TikTok. That's all yeah. AI. That's all right. I mean, right. So, but, but no one but thinks of them as an AI no company, one thinks right? Yeah. And, and I think that's super interesting because, you know, first of all, A, um, they had to essentially build, you know, like you said, whether it's workflow or it's, you know, it's something else that actually, yeah. uh, creates the daily habit of using the product right yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then i think in, in you know in many ways you 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 use the ai to actually augment uh the experience right um mm -hmm. yeah that's cool um yeah we're kind of nearing the end i definitely want to end uh with a question for you and you were kind of mentioned this earlier about what what like what are some cool like technology trends that you like where do you think we will be with technology in like 10, 20 years. I know you, you alluded to black mirror and you think you're, you're an optimist. Like what, yeah. what things for black mirror were true or, or I don't know, I just like, like, you know, just go into more detail on that of like where you think technology will bring us and like yeah. why it will be positive. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, at this point is probably contrarian belief is that uh, I think, uh, I think in general uh, the, um, you know, in general, there's a very pessimistic approach, you know, I think that the, that the world holds nowadays. And, and, you know, it's, I think it's visible in a lot of just the rhetoric around, you know, how people, you know, politicians included talk about, um, you know, things. And, and quite frankly, I think there's a huge education problem, um, mm. you know, in terms of how, uh, how people understand education, right. Uh, sorry, uh, how people understand technology. Right. Um, if you just, you know, I don't know if you've seen or seen clips of any of the uh, Congress hearings with, you know, with big tech yeah, and all of that. And it's just, you know, being an insider, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, those are so painful to watch because, you know, mm -hmm. on, on one hand, because, you know, the, the things that a lot of people are saying just doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, and then on the other hand, it's like, you know, that there's millions of people who are watching this, who are yeah. absorbing, you know, essentially false information. Right. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, I have this view uh, of the world where, um, 
I think actually, you know, most technology will be used for good rather than bad. And, you know, technology again is a tool, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, you, you take things like in the media, like things from Black Mirror and people are just, you know, looking at those things and they're all doom and gloom, right? Like yeah, where, yeah. when's the last time you've seen, um, you know, something, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it probably like Star Wars ask or like Star Trek ask, right? Those are the last, you know, positive yeah, things that yeah, I think yeah. we've seen. Teleporters. Um, now, yeah, now it's all negative. Right. Well, I feel like negative emotions are stronger than positive emotions. Right. That's, and right. I think people, <laughs> yeah, people have figured that out. And, um, but, you know, the, uh, I, I, I want, you know, I want the world to get back to a place where we're dreaming of going to the moon and, 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 you know, becoming a spacefaring or, you know, civilization. I mean, sure. Yeah. That's, that's one aspect, but also just like having this view that we can solve any problem, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah climate change, all of that. And I think technology is such a core piece of that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that we need to, we need to embrace as, as a society. And, you know, it's not all, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I think a, a huge part of it is just that there's such a big gap in, in understanding how the things work. Right. So, you know, people, for example, I think a, a lot of people probably believe that at Facebook, there's, you know, a group of uh, a group of people who are just choosing what to put that was it's literally a black mirror app, a black mirror episode right? yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. are choosing what to put in your facebook feed right the ads and, and that's that, that obviously just isn't isn't the case right so mm -hmm. yeah um i mean in terms of the 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 trends that i'm really excited about i think the thing that we talked about you know extensively here i think uh uh, AI, I think it's going to surprise a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of people over the next, uh, you know, really, I think 2022, 2023, there's going to be, uh, such incredible applications that come out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's, there's crypto, uh, I'm still bullish on crypto. Um, I think mm. there's a lot of problems with it in terms of, I think, you know, shell culture and, and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, but the, the fundamental technology is really interesting, right? So, you know, having this immutable public database that anyone can actually just plug into and use and build on top yeah. of, uh, yeah. really is like the promise of open source from the beginning. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that's going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be really interesting. So, yeah, yeah no, I, just, I definitely agree. Um, awesome, man. Well, Dennis, great having you on here. Um, really, really excited about what you guys are building. Definitely will stay, stay in touch more. Um, but yeah, appreciate, appreciate uh, catching you up and hearing more about what you guys are doing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Teddy. It was great to, uh, great to catch up as well. I hope, uh, hope it's not too cold in New York. <laughs>